0: Hello, all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will.
1: And my name is Chuck.
0: And there is no lead this week, but that's okay. This is going to be a really quick one for everybody. This episode of The Mandalorian is called Chapter 20, The Foundling, and it was short... Not a whole lot happened, especially in comparison to last week when we got what like a fifty-plus minute episode, and now all of a sudden we get an episode that's barely in a half hour long. It was like twenty-five minutes As long as you don't long. include the, as long as you don't include the opening and ending credits, it was wow. Okay, I uh yeah. Thoughts you?
1: I mean, um, I, I started out. I know you guys didn't start out liking this TV show. I started out like. More on the up and up, liking it a little bit. Um, now I I don't know what Jon Favreau was thinking. I don't know where he's going with it. I don't understand what the plot is. I we're halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, that's that's the big thing. This is we are halfway through the season.
1: Where is this going? What was the purpose of this episode? Who cares if some? That's why they introduced the boy. Two episodes ago, that was getting, up. You know, he was being brought into the fold per se, and then this right. giant pterodactyl creature beast takes him away, and the whole episode is "I'm saving him." <laughs> Who cares?
0: I don't understand.
1: I none of this episode fits. They didn't. They haven't. No, they have had left. So many questions in the last four episodes. Not one has been answered yet. None. The Mythosaur? Not a lot. What is it? Not a lot. What happened to her castle? (laughs) Why were there TIE fighters on her planet? Who's the bad guy? What's going on? The only answer we've gotten so far, is he going back to the original planet that he started from? You know, when he was talking to the guy. Is Davy Jones coming back in? (laughs) <laughs> it is the empire. <laughs> much, none of these questions, and they have four episodes to answer this. Oh, that's a—they are cramming a. Unless it's like what you said, because I was listening to it again. You had stated that there's they
0: have filler seasons. There, every so a lot of television shows do this, where it's mm-hmm. just like, well, they don't exactly know what's going to happen. Let's just make a filler season where not a whole lot happens. Um. That, that 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 kind of feels like what this is what this is, because this episode made no sense, especially when you look at like the grand scheme of what they're trying to do. <clears throat> so we end season two with him getting the darksaber and like a, a clear, like plan forward. And we begin this season with a mythosaur. We have a really weird 40-minute segment where we completely go away from the Mandalorian, which I liked liked you really didn't all that much which is fine you know to, to, to each his own but it's like this season so far feels so disjointed it, it feels like they have absolutely no idea w- what they're doing and and now we have to worry about you know this this whole mythosaur business and and that whole debacle which they didn't even touch on like like something should have happened well there. she did she did say that um, yeah yeah she said it but at the same time it's like it nothing happened <laughs> right so you had asked me because
1: lee usually takes notes for this you had asked me if i took notes for it i said no as and you said we're gonna wing it so just for all those listening here's what happens they're back at the planet <laughs> where they met with all the mandalorians the kid that was being what was he like going through an orientation? He was becoming
0: yeah orientation of He's, becoming. He was, a... he, was, he was yes. He was pledging to become. They gave a him a helmet. They get. I think that was in the pilot when you see them giving him a helmet or whatever episode <clears throat> it was. Right. They give him his helmet. You are one of us. One of us. Like right. It is the way. Right. That's
1: <laughs> and at this point now we're back there. Um, they're having conversation about what happened. Um, still, she, she's um. What's your name? Um, Bo-Katan is like, I saw a mythosaur, yada, yada, yada. No one cares. Um, and then this giant pterodactyl thing comes down, grabs the kid, and flies off. Brings him okay. back to his nest. The rest <laughs> right. of the episode is them just saving him.
0: Yes. That's it. Yes. This episode was designed to show that Bo-Katano is capable of... Leading once again. Leading. Le- like leading a charge. Which is fine. Good for her character. Um, I have questions about the Mandalorian. So, we have this group. There's about a dozen or so of them. They are supposed to be hunters. They are supposed to be out collecting bounties. They are supposed to be skilled in, in all different types of combat and whatnot and all that good stuff. But they, for some reason, just have a really hard time against very large beasts. So, I, I don't get it. Like, we see them with the crocodile thing, and they're just... They're not doing very well at all until mando comes in and just shoots the thing okay yeah fine but they completely get handled in there and here a big bird comes in and takes one of the kids and and flies away i'm sorry i immediately call shenanigans here because that kid would have been dead there's no way (laughs) there's Mm -hmm. there's no way that he survived and then to go on when they finally you know Get the get get to the kid at the nest. It gets regurgitated. Like the kid gets regurgitated out of this bird's stomach, and here you go, food for the little. No, no, It's be so dead. stupid. He'd be dead. It is so stupid. It is so stupid. Um, but anyways, so let's let's try to go through it a little bit though. So the episode begins with Grogu being trained to become a Mandalorian, and immediately he just, you know, flips back and forth a couple of times and shoots the kid with, you know, the pink darts three times, and he wins, you know, the little training exercise that he's a part of. Why? No idea. <laughs> it, it's, it it boggles, it boggles the mind. I don't know. And they're proud, and then that's when the pterodactyl comes and, and picks up this thing and, and flies away. But, um... I don't know. Let's talk for a minute about the flashback that's in this episode, though. Did you do any research about this flashback? No, I just know that it was part of Order 66. Okay, yeah. It was part of Order 66. It's it's deeper than that. So this Jedi that's protecting Grogu, Baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, um, he was the motion capture person and voice actor for one Jar Jar Binks. No yes he was
1: oh my god if
0: you want to look that up right now you can absolutely go for no it. i, he I was believe you motion actor and voice actor for jar jar binks i
1: will say lee was right in this part because when he uses his lightsaber against the darth the the, the, the clone troopers i don't want to say stormtroopers, but clone troopers the saber just hits the trooper, the trooper's chest and it just throws off sparks <laughs> and that's it which i get yeah, that's
0: pretty much that was just dumb so dumb <laughs> This but whole episode he, was dumb.
1: This, I, there was no the the flashback was the coolest part of the episode.
0: Yes, but even still, like we we saw a flashback of Grogu th- throughout Order sixty six before we know he made it out. We know he's okay because clearly he's alive right now when it's years and years later. And
1: I don't get why I, this thing that's creating part of his part of his armor is causing him to have a flashback. What was causing him to have a flashback? I have no idea. He's watching this thing ha- clamp down on this whatever, and it's like, because typically when you have a flashback, there's something that triggers something that reminds you of something similar that happened yeah. back So it's like, People with PTSD, when they're at home from the military and they hear a large, a loud bang, they have a flashback to when they're in war and it brings them fireworks. to that, Fireworks will give them that fireworks flashback. Fireworks
0: is a perfect example, yes.
1: Right. But to be sitting at home and a piece of paper falling off your table, all of a sudden you're like brought back to, <laughs> oh my gosh, like all this stuff. This doesn't even connect. Not at all. I, I'm agreeing with Lee more on the fact of they don't know where they're going with this season
0: no i was on no. board in the beginning and now i'm like what the heck like which is which is which is fine but i i think my my whole well i think he and i are in agreement my whole point was that they're just using grogu because he's a toy seller like, that's where we are. That, 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 that's where I'm at with him at this point. That's where I'm at with this show at this point. I still don't think that he needs to be there. I think Manu needs to be off doing his own thing. I don't understand why. And not to mention, like, they bring... Okay, so you get this giant bird that carries away the kid. The bird then tries to feed the kid to its babies or to, 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 to the eggs that hatched. And they kill the big bird. And then they bring the, the, the baby pterodactyls or whatever they are back... Now, are the birds going to become Mandalorian now? Because the, the episode is called The Foundling. So I'm, 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 why? What is the point in any of this? It's unbelievable. And aren't they like. Makes no sense. Aren't they. Wasn't there like. I, and I'm going to have to ask Lee this next week. I could have sworn there was a thing where it's like they're supposed to kind of divorce themselves from any kind of attachment. But but this kid and his father are like a thing and there's clearly like a giant emotional attachment here and I thought that was like a no no when it came to like becoming a Mandalorian, like you're not really supposed to do this. <laughs> am I am I like <laughs> It doesn't uh, I agree it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. None,
1: none of it makes sense right now, so I, I'm in total agreement with you.
0: I, I don't know. I have no idea. I really don't know what else to say about about this episode. I mean, I can try to like loosely go through it. Like I said, you know, Yoda's being well, Grogu's being trained. He, you know, gets off the shots. They make a plan to go up. Well, okay. So here's something to to Lee's point that he's been trying to make for a few weeks now, is maybe the season is more about Bokotano than it is anybody else. Because it is kinda of setting her up to be somewhat of a leader. We um know that she had at one point the dark saber this is all coming from lee's knowledge not mine i'm just kind of regurgitating things that he told me yeah we know that she at one point in time had the dark saber we know that she was a leader of the mandalorian on mandalore like that was her like familiar lineage and and she's supposed to be in that spot we know that she's the one who saw the mythosaur and it's you know clearly she wants to ride it i guess kind of like boba got the bantha and you, you know, like the- a Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's clear, and now we see her like in a role of leadership. And they even go into this whole thing where they're sitting down to eat. Like the leader of the party gets to sit by the fire, and they all kind of disperse so they can take their masks off and eat. Which spits in lee's face a little bit because he was asking that question how do they eat well now we know how they eat they all go in their own separate directions to take their masks off to eat
1: but that's what i was saying this whole time is you couldn't take your mask off in front
0: of people yeah you can't take your mask off in front of people but when they're alone everything is is okay and fine and they're they're allowed to do that kind of like um oh never mind um because I know another one of you watched it. There's a television show that comes that comes on Netflix called Squid Game and it's 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 a wild wild show. But basically the same thing happens where the people who are working in the facility they're not allowed to take their masks off in front of anybody else except when they're alone. So it looks like they lifted a little something from that, which okay, cool. It explains it explains that away. It explains that away a, a, a little bit. I can right. I can tolerate that. Um and yeah, like you said, then we get the armorer Who's making this chest pay for Grogu, and then it just completely sends him into a trance where he starts remembering what happened during Order of sixty six, and like you said, I don't understand how this connects at all.
1: Neither do I. At
0: all. I could understand if he like, if like he saw a lightsaber and like like an accident, like like if that were to trigger something, and it should have triggered something like. If 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 that was the case, and there was supposed to be like mem- like like these things that are supposed to happen to trigger him to like have a flashback, you know Luke showing up and you know chopping down all all the guards when they were on that ship or whatever, that should have triggered a flashback. But here it's uh, the armor. We're making a chest plate. That's that's what does it. That's <laughs> exactly. it. that's the answer. Right. I don't know. I'm with you on that one. I I'm just... totally with you on that one. And like I said, Jar Jar shows up and saves him and then they fly off. I cannot believe that they brought him in to do this. <laughs>
1: it was so dumb. It's,
0: it is so stupid. This whole thing is so okay, so stupid. And
1: here's the dumbest part. You ready for this? They come I'm back. Ready. They come back from their search party and their rescue party and saving this kid that got eaten. He got yes. eaten, he got eaten. He got eaten <laughs> and then regurgitated and then <laughs> What do they do? There's three babies in the nest. They bring, they bring these back with them. <laughs> they bring them back with them. And there she's like I got three new foundlings. How are they going to make these things foundlings? I, I
0: don't know. I don't know. They went off know. the deep end all of a sudden. All of a sudden to turn into Game of Thrones, because they ride dragons in, in, in that show. So now it's like we're gonna we're gonna ride dragons now. Great. Yeah, sure. Great. We're gonna have three we're gonna have three dragon riders in the Mandalorian. Um I a little bit before that though, during the the fight scene, if you even want to call it a fight scene, where they're trying to get this kid back and they're trying to like kill this beast, this bird at the same time, there's okay, like I said. We have a group of Mandalorian who are supposed to be incredibly skilled at, at what they do. But one of them, I think it was Bo-Katano, one of them gets batted away by the wing flapping, and she just barrels to the ground and, like, barely makes it in time to, like, catch herself with her jetpack. Like, they are flying on jetpacks, but she's dumb enough to fly, like, right next to the wing, and it just bats her away like she's nothing. Yeah. This <laughs> <It's, laughs> Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah,
0: it was... This whole thing. This whole thing. This whole thing is wild.
1: I watched it, and I'm like, what's going to happen? And then then the part that bothered me was, I'm like, what's going to
0: happen? Oh, it ended. It ended. It ended? It ended. It ended. On the weirdest note... Okay, so... Bo-Katano is before the armorer and she's getting new armor or she's getting a, a, like repair work done and she wants to change her emblem. She wants to change it to like half whatever it is and, and half uh mythosaur and that, and she goes on to say, I saw a mythosaur in the living waters on Mandalore. And this armor is like, yeah, whatever. You you're gonna see all kinds of crazy stuff. Don't worry about it. It's a it's a vision. Like the like the armor is like fully convinced that this is a vision, that this wasn't real. You did not really see a mythosaur down there. And I'm like, this is the second person who doesn't recall anything. Like, okay, so I had a big thing with you and you and Lee about uh, whether or not um, Mando got dragged down to the bottom of this water or he just fell straight in. I'm yeah. still on the side that he fell straight in. I don't think he got dragged down. I, I think you and Lee kind of – Lee definitely still thinks he got dragged down. I really don't know where you are. Um, but – he has no memory of a mythosaur being down there. He doesn't remember being pulled down. He doesn't. He didn't see anything. And now she's before <laughs> the armorer, and even she's like, "No, you're gonna, you're gonna get visions because you're a part of us." Blah blah blah. So this is the second person now that's telling her this might have been somewhat of a vision. And now it's like, well, it, was it a vision? Is this real? Is this like? I don't know, because the show doesn't know what it wants to be right now, and it could literally turn into anything.
1: Anything. (laughs) So... I don't get it. I don't know. I don't
0: get it. I don't either.
1: It makes, like, I'm speechless, to be honest with you. I've been thinking all day, like, what can I say that's good about this episode
0: not there's there's a whole lot of nothing that either one of us are going to be able to say about this i ran through the episode like i said it's the shortest episode of the mandalorian by far i have no idea why especially after last week we got like a 50 plus minute episode i was excited i was like good longer episodes this is what we needed wonderful and then the next week boom sub 30 minutes sure
1: I feel like this season of Mandalorian is on par with the book of Boba Fett.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And I was Absolutely. looking. Absolutely, I was looking forward to so much better.
0: Yes, so was I. But on, it, unless, it,
1: unless I'm just dealing with Breaking Bad delirium, and I'm just. I so don't e- think I. <laughs>
0: I don't think that's what it is. I don't think that's what it is. This is this is just a bad season. This is not the greatest and this is not the greatest thing that Star Wars has done by this is this is pretty bad I put and the I sequels this is, I
1: put the sequels above this
0: so do I. I So what we've gotten so far in this season absolutely no it's absolutely. funny this is like I said this is on par with Book of Boba Fett
1: I was listening to last week's conversation and Lee was like yeah most of the most of the um, planets are just floating cities I'm, I thought back to it and I'm like no this, no, like a lot happens on the ground in and Star. Like
0: a well, lot, yeah, a lot, ha- a lot happens on the ground. But then again, his knowledge, I, in his defense, I will say his knowledge of the EU is better than either one of ours. So it is, but every
1: every TV he's show, every TV show, every movie though is on a planet, not like above <laughs> the planet. You know, right. it's like even in the sequel, tri- the sequel trilogy, Luke throws his lightsaber over his off a cliff, a cliff yeah. into the yes. ocean, like,
0: yes, on a planet. Yes.
1: Um, yes. Where's Yoda? We've certainly seen Where's Where's Yoda? Dagobah. He's Dagobah <laughs> on a planet. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What do they blow up in the in the Force Awakens? A whole planet. <laughs> um, yeah. A lot happens yes. on, there's only one. The so, ground. The, all of it happens on the ground. Which I still go. I listened to it, I was like, this rock is the only part of the planet that you can touch. I listened to it, I'm like, it's so true. It was the dumbest line I've ever heard in a Star Wars anything. Like, yes. why are we, what it is. It wasn't great. I go back to this. I know you say George Lucas. I go back to it and I'm hung up on it. Disney. Disney has destroyed all of what we know and love these days.
0: I think I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is this is this is Disney through and through. This is bad. This is not this is not great. I kind of wish now see I kind of wish Lee was here so he could kind of like be a counter to us cuz I feel like he might have something positive to say about this episode. I don't think he but would. I think he would he's he's very he's more optimistic than either one of us i think he would find something kind of positive to say about this i think he pretends I don't know to what be that is.
1: i think he pretends to be optimistic more often than not just so he can defend quote unquote his words defend the little guy
0: um no i think no i don't think that i think he just wants to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian okay a lot of the time i think that's what it is he knows like he knew boba fett was not good he knew long before he finally admitted to it this show is awful this is bad this is bad hopefully the final four episodes again eight episodes hopefully the final four episodes do get a little bit better i'm hoping i'm i I hope so i'm hoping something something has to happen
1: but what's up with these eight nine episode series like what happened to like 10 11 12 that extra one know. or two episodes makes a huge difference in a season like this. You're right. You're huge absolutely difference. right. One hundred percent. Last of Us. 100%. Last of Us would have been so much better if it was two episodes longer.
0: I agree with one hundred percent with you. They're 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 not doing the best. They're trying to cram so much into so little, and when it's it's weird because all right. So the first two seasons of Mandalorian, I do believe they were both eight episodes because we're in episode twenty right now, 16, 4, four eight. Fine, yeah. that I understand. Um. But but even in the first couple of seasons of Mandalorian, there there was a lot and there were certain things that were given room to breathe, even though it was, you know, very video game-y when you just went from one mission to the other mission, to another location, to another obstacle that you had to overcome. And that was all fine. Here, it feels a little bit redundant because so far we've had two episodes where they have to fight a beast <laughs> and lose. <laughs> And just, and lose. It feels so weird. But I just, I don't want to. I don't want to continuously just pick on this because we're just going to keep running in oh, circles. Um, I do have an idea about what else we can talk about, and I will end this here and outro and everything else for whatever we're going to do. But anyways, we had plans tonight to um do a movie, but I can't. I have to go to work, and I did make you watch a movie. I don't know if you watched it or, or not because I got in touch with you a little late, but um, I just wanted to, you know, real quick, we can talk about it a little bit. How would you feel about it? For for those, the 25th hour. 25th starting, hour? Um, yeah. Yes. So, people, so people- Norton, Directed by Spike Lee.
1: Yeah, Edward Norton, Barry Pepper, uh, Pepper, who is such a, like, he he plays a specific role. Um, it makes me actually <laughs> want to go back. Have you ever seen Knock Around, guys? With Barry Pepper- no. And Vin Diesel? No. I want to do that movie. It's very much like this. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Italian mafia you know just create like just some what am I one of Vin Diesel's which uh, if, he, if he has a best line one of his best lines comes from this movie knock around guys um mm-hmm. but this movie was fantastic
0: I'm so happy that you liked it it I'm was so happy that you liked it I're la- gonna we're, we're, We'll I go- promise you that you watched it. We will give it the full rundown. I just can't this week, but we can spend a good. We can spend a little while talking about it just off the cuff if you want to. So, and I'll make this a whole separate thing for later on in the week. But um, yeah, good. So, you liked it? I did.
1: I thought it was fantastic. <clears throat> okay. The dialogue in it of itself was its own character. Um, so it was fantastic. I did feel.
0: I did feel bad because it's been easily over fifteen years since I've watched this movie, um, and I watched it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is kind of wordy, and there's some language in here." And I know the two of you aren't aren't the biggest fans of that, but I will say, Edward Norton's fu dialogue to in New York in its entirety, and just everything that New York is, was fantastic. When he's Edward in the when Norton, he's looking
1: when he's in the bathroom and when ma- he's looking, looking at, in the
0: mirror, and his reflection is saying that back to him, it was fan- that was. He, okay.
1: It rolled off. The way he said it was just like, this guy hates life. Because here's the thing. I've always said when it comes to language, I don't like it for the sake of language. This guy is looking at life. like Not life, but seven years in prison. And he's thinking which that, is, which is a long time, <coughs> which he's thinking that his yeah. girlfriend set him up for. He has like, him out, yeah. Yeah, he's, so he's just like he's down just in the mad. He's just mad. And this is him being mad, and the way that they scripted him for this, oh, like Philip Hoffman Seymour, I have never seen him act the way he did in this. Sh- like he's never played this character before, and him never. in this, in this, in his character in this, he's a twisted pervert mm-hmm. that we have no, we can guess what's going to happen to him, but we don't know. And I we, lo- we have no idea. And I love the fact in this movie that it was just left. Mm. It's one of the few times where I'm like... Like, in this TV show, there's so many unanswered questions. In this movie, though, it was like... This... Like, you can guess what happened next. Because she's... Anna Paquin, who played this 17-year-old girl, <laughs> is in the bathroom after he kisses her, and he's a 31-year-old... No, he's 20-something years old, late 20s. He's her teacher. He's, her, he's teacher her teacher at a school. And she, now, mind you, she is playing like she's hitting on him. Yes. The, she's, and she's like, where's the bathroom? And he's thinking, when you're drunk and you're at a bar and some girl goes, where's the bathroom? Your mind goes to one place. So he's thinking Pretty that. Much. So he knocks on the bathroom door. And she's like, did you go to the bathroom? And he's like, nope. And he just closes the door. And I'm like... What the heck is he doing? Like he's an idiot, and then he just lays yes. it on her, and he leaves, and she just sits there, and she's like, "Uh," and that's how you leave her character for the rest of the movie, and you're yeah. just you're just left there feeling that like, what just happened? What just happened to me? Like, right? <laughs> this movie was, and this movie was. So the difference between you and Lee when it comes to movies that you haven't seen in 15 years is when you suggest a movie that you haven't seen in 15 years, it's actually a good movie. <laughs> Lee's like, this is a great movie no. called Dreamcatcher. <laughs>
0: I'm super happy. I'm super happy that you liked it. Um, like I said, I did feel bad because like I said, it's been fifteen, easily 15 years since I've seen it and I there was a lot about it that I forgot and when I got to Edward Norton's monologue, I was like, "Oh, this scene's in this movie. I don't know how Chuck is gonna feel about this." But then, by the time it was over, I was like, "You know what? I think he'll enjoy it because this is so artistically well done So he cannot deny well done. how amazing." Uh, Edward Norton is one of those actors that was so underrated when he was like really big, and even yeah. when he was really big, he didn't like make it, make it, like, and he just kind of like fell off the face of the planet and does sporadic things here and there um Brennan Fraser recently made a comeback and he just won an Oscar there's no reason why the same thing can't happen for Edwin Norton's career it it boggles the mind how he right. did not like just explode into the mainstream the way other actors do i mean between something like this or even <laughs> Excuse me. Something like American History X. Fantastic. Like Edward movie. Norton. Edward Norton is one of those actors that should be like in the in the upper echelon of of what an actor you know can accomplish. American History
1: and X is a movie that that movie was, it blew my mind. And he right is amazing. He does a fant That's what made him so good in like Fight Club. American History yes. X this movie. Yes. Um William Stryker, the guy who plays his dad, I don't know his actual name.
0: Um, Brian Cox. I think his name is Brian Cox. Yeah, he plays
1: he plays um his William, father. His Yeah, his father. He plays William Stryker in X-Men. Um, yes. Him and his him as his father um was right there. Like he was perfect as his dad. But at yeah. the very end, his
0: monologue was he, yeah, perfect. It was even better. It was his monologue at the end of this movie is fantastic.
1: It was so good. It was. I so am good. so
0: happy that you like that. I am so happy that you liked it. And we'll we'll get we'll give it the full rundown. But you know, what do you think happens?
1: Oh, I think he goes to prison. Does he
0: you think he goes to prison?
1: Yeah, because they show the whole thing, and then it comes back to him still sitting there with the black eye and beating up. Mm-hmm. And I think it was this is what could happen, and you could live this life, and you could give everything up. But I think that he's already made a decision in his mind that this is what's going to happen. That this is that this is his life. He's going to give it to seven years, and he'll come back, and he won't be on the run. But then he can just restart seven years from now. Um, so I think that he actually went back to prison. But that's the question, though. Is did the top fall or did it continue spinning? Which, yeah, I love that kind of question at the end of this movie. And you could go either way with it. Either answer in this case would be okay in
0: my mind. I like to think that he runs. Okay. I like to think that he runs. I don't think he goes to prison. I think his dad gets him out of there and gets him out of that situation. Because the whole movie... The whole movie, I'm not going to get, but the whole movie is basically laying up this outline that guys that pretty do not make it very long in prison. And it's a very valid point. They don't. Nope. Or at the very least, they're going to come out way different than they would. He's not going to be the same person on the other side of this. And a lot of movies do the thing where it's like, you're guilty of this crime, 20 years, life in prison. And it's like, okay, you, you really underestimate how long seven years is seven years is a long time it's a long time especially to be in prison yeah so it's essentially the movie is built around this seven years is going to essentially be the end of this man's life it's not it's not gonna work out very well for him and they lay it on pretty thick so that's why i like to think that he um he left. That's why I like to think that his dad got him out. Because it's and it's such a happier, more peaceful ending. And especially when you compare the two, when you compare Brian Cox's monologue to Edward Norton's monologue, the two are just diametrically different oh on my. every level. Oh, they're he, polar opposite Edward, conversations. Edward Edward Norton is just so pessimistic about everything and he hates life he hates life in that monologue and by the end of that monologue he's like no you actually hate yourself smarten up and his dad is the total opposite this this country is beautiful your life could be beautiful you do not have to do this you can get away and change your name and start over fresh and get your girl and your dog and start a family and never come back to any of this like it's so it it it's fantastic it's fantastic the way those two like just mirror image one another, just in, in opposite ways. By the end of the movie, and I just like to think, I like to think, for just the good that that his dad does the right thing and gets him away. Yeah. So that's. Like, like I can see, I'm,
1: which I can see that, and I would be on board with that. I can see. Yeah. Like you I can go that, either you way. You can go either way, and you can. Go I don't either think way. either would be wrong. Um. But this movie, though, I'm like I'm sitting there going, this movie is. Fantastic, through and through. Believe
0: it or n- believe it or not, directed, written, and directed by Spike Lee. I
1: saw that. Yeah.
0: Which, when I first saw it, I was like, "What?" To be <laughs> honest, when I saw
1: that, when I saw that Anna Paquin was in this, I was like, "How is this going to work with this cast and her?" She does not fit. No. She knocked it out of the park. Yes. Yes. This was some of her best. Like she, her in X Men versus her in this. This was far better. Far better.
0: Than her Far better X-Men. in this than X Men. Yes, I. Her acting ability just skyrocketed in this film. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Another person that I didn't think, especially at the time when I saw it, Rosaria Dawson. I did not think that she was going to be able to pull something like this off. Like because I, going from uh, I, I mean she got she got big from Rent. She got yeah. Rent. the the musical the rock
1: star musical yeah
0: yeah i didn't (laughs) know musicals aren't my thing i know but that's what that's what got her kicked off
1: and Hmm.
0: bigger it wasn't um i thought it was um didn't like men in black 2 make her big i think rent was after men in black 2 to be honest with you i mean before Hmm. me check hold on okay keep chatting while i'm looking no, I got no, I got nothing else to say because like I said, I, I, I watched the movie. I didn't take my notes because I'm just this week has been ridiculous. So I'll give a little uh personal story. So my plan was to watch my plan was to take my notes today, but then I made the really huge mistake and I'm I'll be honest. I made a mistake, it's my fault. I called out of work yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I called out of work last night for a really dumb reason. I wanted to play the Resident Evil 4 remake and I had a blast doing it. And I just completely lost all track of time. And like when I looked up again, like the sun was out and I was like, oh my God, this isn't good. And it was like I had no sleep. So I have to make up the work that I missed on Friday. And I have an extra couple of deliveries coming in, which is why I have to work tonight and on Sunday, which is an absolute mess. So I had to call it an early night tonight. Which is why these th- these two segments are going to be shorter than than normal, which I apologize for. But it is what it is, and I will I will definitely learn from my mistakes. But that be all that being said, Chuck is looking something up. I am so happy that you enjoyed this movie. I am so happy because I was really worried when I got to the monologue of Netwood Norton, and I was like, "Oof!" I was like, "This is going to be rough."
1: Okay, so I do apologize. You ready for this? Okay. I am. Men in Black 2 was first in 2002. Okay. This movie was also 2002. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh. And then she did a few more smaller roles. She did The Rundown. I don't remember her in The Rundown.
0: I don't remember The Rundown.
1: She was in I Alex- do not remember The she Rundown. She was in Alexander. So Greek mythology, Alexander. Um, okay. She was in Sin City in two thousand five. I do not remember that. Her in Sin I remember. City. And then remember in two thousand five, she did Rent. So, okay. two. But okay. Men in Black two, though. I mean,
0: she wasn't like a. I mean, she was a main character, but she wasn't like a good actress in that movie. Not at all. Not at all. She wasn't good in that at all. She was fantastic in this. Oh my gosh. Have you ever speaking of Rosaria Dawson? I know you're not. A, I know. I know you're not a, the biggest fan of, of his movies. Have you ever seen Death Proof? <laughs> it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's basically um he's basically paying homage to old school car movies, who, muscle who car said, movies.
1: Who said I wasn't a fan of Tarantino?
0: I thought you weren't a fan of Tarantino. I thought we had this conversation. I
1: like okay. Tarantino a, films.
0: A, look, if you're a fan of Tarantino, when you can tolerate that, and you liked Anna, and you liked Rosaria Dawson in this, I would say check out Death Proof because she's fantastic in Death Proof. You'll okay. have fun watching. You'll have you'll have fun watching Death Proof if you can going into it. You have to know, okay, this is a Tarantino movie. It's gonna be kind of going to know to right. You, you yeah. kind of gotta know to expect her. But she was, fa- you know what? I will say it is. On a scale of 1 to 10, if you're talking Tarantino movies of, like, you know, just the violence and vulgarity of a film of what Tarantino can possibly do, Death Proof is on the lower end of that. It's not as bad as his other films. It's okay. actually, it's it's tolerable because it's, it's basically just cars. So, but Rosaria Dawson plays a character in that movie and she's amazing. Cool. But in this, when this movie first came out... I, I I knew about it and I had seen a couple of trailers for it and um, I think the girlfriend that I was with at the time, her and I went and saw this in the theater and I was just like, I don't know who Rosaria Dawson is, but she doesn't look like she's going to do good. And I was, you know, just as critical back then as I am now. But all I knew was Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Edward Norton are going to be in this. This is going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch it. Oh my God, it's a Spike Lee movie. This should be amazing but then like you said like Anna Paquin and and Rosario Dawson kind of like i uh what they they killed it <laughs> yeah it was fantastic they they, they killed it they yeah. absolutely killed it but i don't know we're kind of beating around the bush right yeah i'm sorry this tonight was not the best no you're fine best. so so what i would tonight was not the so
1: best so my only ask is go and watch knock around guys you will i think you'll like the movie
0: okay um, I'll, I'll check it out
1: another one I think would be fun to do I don't know if you ever seen it. have you ever seen um, Boiler
0: Room I've heard about it I've heard about Boiler Room let me look it up it's got Ben
1: Affleck in it for like 10 minutes it's got um, what's his name from um, I, I think he was in Gone in 60 Seconds uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, wow, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's
1: in it. It's Not actually long. it's actually a really good movie. It's like a,
0: sage. I know who he is. Ben Affleck.
1: What? Ben okay. Affleck's in it for like ten minutes. Okay. But basically, Barry Pepper in this movie, in what he was doing in the stocks.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: It's basically <laughs> that. It's, it's like the other side of... Because he was in a boiler room. Where he was working mm-hmm. was in a boiler room. So basically the same idea. So it's kind of like what he was doing and Wolf of Wall Street, but before all of this. It's a, fant- okay. it's a fantastic film. Again, it's the okay. dialogue. The way that he sells in this movie is fantastic. So the two that I'd recommend are Knock Around Guys and Boiler Room. Fantastic films.
0: I actually might check this one out, Boiler Room. This looks interesting. It's super good. I might watch this. Maybe I'll watch it tonight when I'm at work. There you go. That should be really interesting. Anyways.
1: And then when you, do, when you watch it, just tell me how to sell a New York newspaper. <laughs> okay. You'll, you'll,
0: you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Oh, well, okay. This should be interesting it should it's, be interesting cuz i like it's, um... it's very
1: wolf of wall street ish where you know i don't I get to the whole thing where they get caught up in something and they have to figure things out and it's 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 a similar wolf of wall street feel
0: but the boiler room feel it's really really good i like this cuz i do like um I'm not gonna pronounce his last name Giovanni, and I'm gonna butcher his last name. That's, whoever, whoever plays Seth in the movie, I do like him in a lot of other things that I've seen him in. That's so. what I'm talking
1: about. I think he played in twenty uh, in Gone in sixty seconds. He did. He, he did. did. He was also yeah. in Friends. Um, He's in a lot of stuff. I know you probably don't. You probably never watched Friends. Um, I
0: did. I did. But he has. I was a '90s kid. Of course, I watched Friends. So he was Phoebe's brother <laughs> in the show. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But his
1: level of acting, though, I think he's another one who is super underrated. I agree 100%. Because he's... I agree with you 100%. To nail the roles that he does, and in this movie, he is DiCaprio in this film. Okay. So he's the same. definitely... he's, He's the main character in this film, and he does a phenomenal
0: job. I will definitely check so, that out. Absolutely. If you
1: watch Absolutely it tonight, fixed. just give me a, a little glimpse via text. Um, okay. So I do want to give a little shout out. So I was at a okay. customer. I was at a customer's house today, um, and we're gonna be moving forward on. We're gonna be giving them a quote probably a year from now, because uh, they're just trying to get a guesstimate, and we're working on some stuff. But we started having a conversation, and the these this hu- husband and wife were like you, me and Lee kind of like they're gamers. They're, 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 we're talking about gaming and TV shows and movies and they, they will do like, they did 164 hours of the Harry, the new Harry Potter game together. I'm like, this is awesome. Like they're sitting there, like we're just going on and on and on. And I told them about our podcast and in the moment she looked us up and downloaded us. And she's like, we're gonna start listening. So I'm like, sweet, thanks. Nice. Um, Nice. So for all you guys who are listening to us, talk to your friends. Thank you all for downloading. I know that we go on and on sometimes um, and we don't just do the 15 minute review.
0: but I, I couldn't <laughs> I, I you know what you know what I think you and I are on the same page with this I, I know there are a lot of podcasters and reviewers out there who do the 15-minute thing and I know that Lee sometimes would love to do the 15-minute thing I can't do it which we, I, technically, I, do, I, we technically do we have a 20-minute 20 25-minute thing where we discuss our likes and we put that out which I think that's I, fine but we, we I we, don't think I would be satisfied with just that though no like, no
1: we go, no, into, we it.
0: go I, into it I yeah yeah, I don't think I would be satisfied with just doing that. Ah, uh, that, that's, no.
1: So shout out to our newest downloads. Um, thank you both. Um, and I i personally appreciate it because it just... Yeah, I told well, that's them, awesome. I told them, I said, you know, we're actually international because we have one person listening to us <laughs> from Germany. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care if it's one person or 10. We international. Awesome. We're international. I like that. <laughs> I like that. That's so. awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I'm, well I'm good for the evening if you are.
0: Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm done. I'm I'm done. I gotta get I gotta get ready and I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So yeah. All right.
1: All right everyone.
0: Thanks a lot everybody. Have Bye-bye. a great
1: night.